What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're continuing on our 25 years episodes today and have some good ones that we've been recording. But today, I'm really looking forward to this one. This is on Jamal Lewis's running mates. So obviously, Jamal Lewis with the Ravens a long time, had a number of different guys uh, who he played with during that time. And some forgotten names, some great supporting characters here to join that with us is Alec Pulianis. Alec, how are you doing? Doing well, Ken. This is a lot of fun to put together. 
Yeah, I, I can see you put a lot of work into it from the amount, the volume of what we've got here. Uh, this is this will be a, a lot of fun to discuss, I'm sure. And Alec was just on discussing the offense with me last night. Yeah, uh, good show. Lots of lots of fun things to talk about and a pretty weak offensive performance, but honestly, one we could be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I was. Uh... I guess at the time when you asked me to do the show, we didn't know the, the Lamar news. So it, it turned into a different show than I expected. Yeah, very good. A lot of fun anyway. So Tyler Huntley has his big moment. Hopefully he doesn't get another one. That's something else that came up in the show. But today we're going to talk about Jamal Lewis and, and who he ran with in his time with the Ravens. Yeah. So I broke it down into basically four eras. Uh, the Priest Holmes era, the 2001 uh, ragtag ensemble um the chester taylor alan ricard era and then jamal's last year in transition uh so i guess we'll just start off with priest holmes um very interesting kind of history there where he was the 1b in baltimore in 99 after being the starting back it seemed like he lost his role uh, i'll admit i wasn't watching football in the 99 season the whole the whole way um so i guess correct me if i'm wrong on that but um then obviously the ravens in 2000 with the fifth overall pick chose jamal lewis uh, and with Priest Holmes' contract expiring, he probably knew the writing was on the wall for him mm-hmm. in Baltimore. And um, I thought it was really interesting to see how like Jamal Lewis came onto the scene. If you looked at the the game box scores, mm-hmm. uh, progressively, within a couple games, he kind of showed his inevitability, so to speak, uh, similar to Dobbins. Yeah, I had, had an injury coming out of camp that mm-hmm. year that, that was holding him back, and he didn't play right away. But in that Miami game in week three, they lost 19-3 or 19-6 or whatever it was. He had a really big game running the football, and uh, and he took off from there for uh, to be the primary back for the Ravens down the stretch. Yep, that's what I noticed there. Uh, so then, you know, with Priest Holmes, he did leave as expected. Went to the Chiefs, and he had a very surprising first year. He led the NFL in rushing with that unit, uh, and he had many excellent seasons to come. In fact, breaking the total touchdown record uh, with 27 in 2003, uh, record previously held by uh, Marshall Falk. And then uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, of course, broke it in 2006 with 28. Uh, really a different era of football back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running back scoring a lot of touchdowns. We haven't seen too much of that until Jonathan Taylor came along, have we? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's uh, he's built a little different. But uh, of course, uh, both of those guys had to have a fullback, and that was Sam Gash, uh, who interestingly enough was a pro bowler the first, uh, two years before joining the Ravens. And um, he was playing with the Bills then, and he had two uh, really good years. And then I felt like uh, in 2002, it kind of uh, started to be the switch to Alan Ricard. Um, he was not asked to run or catch and in, uh, with the Ravens. And in fact, uh, he has the interesting distinction of being the only person selected to the Pro Bowl without carrying the ball at all during the regular season. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> only, only, only running back, I guess that means, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fullback so, and running back, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's still amazing. Uh, Vontae Leach, I think when he came to the Ravens, had only three career carries. And he carried the ball a few times for the Ravens, but mm-hmm. it might have been three career carries and there might have been two fumbles. In that in that thing, so it's, it's easy <laughs> oh, wow. to see how your career carry total can be restricted if that if that starts happening a lot. Uh, but the Ravens also, you know, as time went on, they would go after veteran fullbacks uh, a, a fair amount. The guys who've been mm-hmm. in the league for a long time, Lorenzo Neal, uh, after in the, during the early Harbaugh era, they moved on. They had Fonte Leach uh, for a while, and then they then they you know, expended a, a high draft pick, relatively speaking, on a fullback, a four for Kyle Uzcheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they they really definitely it's not like Dimeback where they got them as cheap as they as they might have from from other places or as, as the Ravens historically have uh, from other places. 
Yeah, and I'll bring that up uh, as we go along. Uh, I, I was paying attention to the draft capital spent on some of these guys, um, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity. So, yeah, and then, of course, uh, the 2001 season, I think you guys had a whole episode about that. Uh-huh. Um, 20 years ago, so everyone mark your calendars. The Ravens in 2041 are going to have problems uh, with the running back group. Yep. But um, I actually was at the practice where Jamal got injured. I saw it. Um, it was like right in front of me. So that uh, was a, definitely a very somber event. And uh, it led to them bringing in a bunch of, uh, you know, veterans and uh, really leaning on a diverse pool of uh, players. Yeah, not not an exciting group, that 2001 running back group. And the guy they had really banked on being a decent player was Chris Barnes, a guy they drafted in the fourth or fifth round. But he's one of the highest draft picks to this day, whoever didn't make the team for the Ravens. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I, I missed that in my uh, my going through the notes. But uh Terry Allen was an interesting character. He came in and was basically the starter. This was his last year in the league. Uh, so that was kind of his uh, farewell tour. Um, if I recall correctly, Jason uh, Brookins was kind of the bruiser of the group. I, mm-hmm. I think I recall him running really hard. He was probably my favorite of the group um, when watching the football then. And um, Mo Williams kind of uh, spent his whole career in Minnesota, except for this single uh, year with the Ravens in the middle there. Um he had two starts, and he seemed to be more of the third down back, uh, pass-catching yep. option. And um, at that time, you had also uh, Obafemi Abadagio, another uh, favorite of mine, I remember. I think he also ran really hard the few opportunities he had. Um, and, yeah, I thought uh, he was the kind of the fullback alongside Sam Gash um, and missed the whole 2002 season, it seemed, with injury. Yeah, so Femi had brought a lot to you offensively that was more than just a blocker. He was mm-hmm. a receiver. He could run the ball a little bit, but mainly he was a pretty good receiver. And the Ravens in 2000 used him a fair amount for that while he was healthy. I, I heard he's recently now on the Ravens games again. And one of the interesting things, he, he seems to have a math degree of some sort because he, he talks in mathematical terms a lot mm-hmm. during the game. You know, yeah. we thought he'd regress to the mean kind of thing. I've heard him say, like, okay, wait a minute here. <laughs> you do not normally hear that kind of conversation from a, from a, a typical football announcer. So uh, he, was, he was an interesting player. I, I, I liked him a lot. It was, it was sad that he had to go. Mo Williams, you got him as the third down back. Definitely somebody that Billick effectively brought with him from his Minnesota days. He'd been mm. there a couple of years before he, before he picked him up. Brookins, a guy who uh, he tried. Uh, he just wasn't very physically gifted and, you know, a bigger back who, mm-hmm. uh, who had to run you over. And, and that often leads to three and a half uh, or 3.6 yards per carry. And I don't know what he actually had in, in 2000 but, or 2001, but it wasn't that good. Yeah, it was interesting. Like this whole group of uh, players, they were managed to be the 11th in league uh, in rushing that year, which is kind of impressive given the fact that, um, you know, obviously they lost Jamal and they had to assemble this. Um, but of course, they did have the same line and the same uh, fullback situation to kind of help out. Yeah, they, they lost some of their offensive line to injury too. Leon Searcy, without ever playing it down for the Ravens, comes to mind. But uh, that offensive line had a lot of problems. They had a lot of problems. They still had Ogden and Militello on the left side, uh, but uh, but they, that's, they certainly had their issues. Right. Uh, I just want to go ahead and see about Jason Brookins. Yeah, Jason Brookins averaged 3.6 yards a carry. Uh, he tossed in six receptions, if you want to want to talk about that. Mo Williams, 23 catches that year. And yeah. Ob- Obafemi had uh, 24 catches that year. So they, they each did some things catching the football. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I recall them using uh, Obafemi in that role uh, as a fullback. And um, kind of was like uh, an, an early tease of the more... 
I guess, athletic pass-catching fullbacks the Ravens will have later on um, yeah. in their history. Yeah. I think uh, next up, I kind of want to talk about Chester Taylor. So, joined the Ravens in 2002 and uh, played through 2005. He was a six-round pick out of Toledo. Um, and he it was a classic developmental prospect where every year he progressively got more and more involved in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, with 2002, obviously, his first year, only 9% of the rushing load, um, 25% of the running back targets. Uh, this was uh, the comeback year for Jamal. So he... Um, came back from the ACL and and started having a good, he had a pretty good year that year. Um, Then of course the 2003 season, uh, incredible rushing attack with the record breaking Jamal Lewis um, year. So you had uh, a slightly increased role, 14% of the rushes and uh, 41% of the RB targets and two touchdowns there. So I thought that was uh, the most notable part was his increase in the passing game and definitely something that you'll see later on. Yeah, it went from 14 to 20 to 30 to 41 receptions in his four years with the Ravens before he got signed by Minnesota. Uh, and then his first year in Minnesota, he rushed for 1,200 yards. So he was really a feature back for them uh, in, in that 2006 season. Yeah, his work in the Ravens offense earned him a four-year, $14 million deal. Um, you know, So that was a really great uh, kind of story for him and obviously his family. Um, and... Yeah, in uh, 2004 uh, was kind of the the first um, time seeing him as a, a lead back because when Jamal got hurt, he became the starter. Uh, mm-hmm. So then he had a very impressive year, uh, 160 carries for 714 yards, two touchdowns, and then, of course, 30 receptions for 184 yards uh, receiving. And then 2005, uh, when Jamal did come back, you saw it a much more uh, kind of committee. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously Jamal was the one A, but mm-hmm. uh, Chester Taylor did get thirty percent of the rushing carries that year uh, for fifty five percent of the targets um, and the running back uh, room. Yeah, uh, it's uh, he earned it at that point, and uh, you know he he earned a way to move on and, and go somewhere else. Jamal stayed with the two thousand six Ravens. It's a case where the Ravens might have been more. They didn't really have a choice between the two because they'd signed Jamal and they, I don't think they could really get out of the contract and Taylor was just coming up. So it would have been a multi-year commitment. So it didn't really make sense for them to go any other way, but the, to keep Jamal in 2006. But uh, uh, Taylor was uh, pretty darn good for the Vikings. Yeah. And the most fun fact about that first year with the Vikings is that he had the longest run of 95 yards in the third quarter for the Vikings, which still holds to this day. I was against the Seahawks. Ever, and all- ever in the third quarter? Ever in the third quarter for, <laughs> for the Vikings. Now, I couldn't find... Apparently, it was also the record for the NFL ever in the third quarter, but I could not verify that it still holds to this day. <laughs> I don't know how in the world they knew that. I always want to know the database they pull from when they uh, make All those right, I'll, I'll look it up on Pro Football Reference and see if I can get Stathead to tell me if that's true. If it's the uh, longest run in the third quarter. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so maybe I'll have to learn about some of the finer details of Pro Football Reference from you one day. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, had a fine career, 10 years in the league, um, and kind of was used as a receiving back, uh, during his later years. Um, of course, now we have to talk about Alan Ricard, uh, an undrafted free agent from the Cowboys who the Ravens got in 2000 on their practice squad. Um, he also had no stats in 2001, but was active for five games. Um, and of course, Alan Ricard, most notably known to be the fullback who led Jamal Lewis to his rushing title in 2003, and he pr- earned the uh, Pro Bowl alternate. Um, Lorenzo Neal was the Pro Bowler that year. 
Mm-hmm. Ricard went on um, in uh, when he went to the Falcons, getting a Pro Bowl nod in 2006. So um, had a good career after the Ravens. Wait, wait a minute. I didn't think he played after he left the Ravens. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. You're, I, you're thinking of Mahoyle, right? I, yeah. I, I, yep. I just mixed them up in my head. <laughs> Teaser for <laughs> what's coming on later. I was like, why is that not in my notes? But yeah, it's because it's <laughs> not the right player. Okay. My apologies. Please continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're fine. I appreciate uh, the stack correction there. Um, so then uh, the last bit was the transition year, uh, and Musa Smith was the... Uh, the player that was most interesting from that group. There were others, but uh, I felt like Musa Smith was the one that was most interesting as a running back. Um, I recall there being a lot of hype around this guy, a third round pick out of Georgia. He had a really phenomenal year there. Um, and he was used very sparingly because obviously Jamal and Chester uh, were on the team. So what happened that was super sad and devastating for him is he got a horse collar tackled and he broke his uh, tibia and he was out for basically two years. Uh, and that was one of the, uh, injuries that led to the banning of that tackle in the NFL. I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. I remember the injury. I don't. I didn't remember that that they had changed the rules because of that. That's very interesting. Yeah, that, that I thought that was really interesting too. I didn't realize it at the time, um, but I found it when going backwards. And uh, yeah, they introduced that rule in 2005 uh, as huh. a kind of a response. So but, the injury, um, injury occurred in 04. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he missed like basically all the rest of 04, all of 05. They did play in one game. Right. And he came back in 06 and played a little bit. Yep, that's right. So in 06, he kind of outplayed Mike Anderson in the preseason. He had a very impressive preseason, uh, tied for the rushing yards for preseason players. Um, and But in the end, he and uh, Musa had a very similar stat sheet for the year. Um, but I think it's because Musa got injured for a couple games there. Um, and obviously, you know, Moose Smith was the remaining running back on the team when they transitioned to Willis McGahee for the next kind of uh, tenure of Ravens running back after Jamal Lewis. Mm-hmm. So he led that transition. Yeah. So uh, uh, he, he was there in 07 and, and uh, rushed for a few yards um, on his way out the door. And then um, he, he didn't play anywhere else after 2007. So not sure why. He probably couldn't catch on anywhere at that point, but maybe the injuries had just mm-hmm. caught up to him. Yeah, if I recall correctly in that time, um, I remember him kind of fighting to get any time on our roster, and I think we cut him, and then um, it, that was it. But it was like uh, the preseason struggles. and yeah, right. He was still like 26 is the point I'm making in 2008. And so, you know, running backs don't have particularly long careers, but he'd only carried the ball 132 times. So you'd figure... If any, and, and been a good receiver, you know, caught 54 out of 64 balls in his career. So that's good for a running back even. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, you'd think there'd be somebody. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, but the last player I've got, uh, was Ovi Mahaley. So he started with the roster in 2003 and he was here through 2006. Uh, we spent a fourth round pick on him. So pretty high draft capital for a fullback yep. and from Wake Forest. Um, he was a, a comp pick favorite in our, uh, comp pick bracket a couple years back. Um, and he was considered the first uh, overall fullback in that draft by USA Today. And he was the second fullback selected by the Ravens, the first being Steve Lee in uh, 1997. Yeah. Mahaley's career had an amazing pivot point in one football game at Tennessee in 2006. So a lot of people probably remember that game. Uh, great comeback. They were down 26 to seven at one point in the second qu- quarter. And what kind of triggered that comeback 
was a very late dump off pass to Mahaley towards the left sideline. It was over the left side, but he was, he was moving towards the left sideline mm-hmm. where he ran over. I think it might've been Bullock on a 30 yard touchdown scamper on the, on the, on the, uh, it was a, it was a reception, but a 30 yard touchdown play that remained the longest reception by a fullback in Ravens history until it was broken by Kyle Juszczyk, who had three, three plays in the thirties while he was with the Ravens. But, uh, it was remarkable. The Ravens threw a lot to the fullback. So they threw occasionally the fullbacks, including like I for example, who piled up a lot of receptions, mm-hmm. but he never had a play of even 30 yards in his whole career. Yeah, it was a pretty reliable pass catcher, 24 targets, 21 catches for 182 mm-hmm. yards and the two touchdowns. Uh, he did earn that uh, Pro Bowl selection. And then uh, I, I kind of missed up the dates in my head. So when he did go to the Falcons, he got a six-year, $18 million deal, which is the largest NFL history at the time for the sure. fullback position. And then he went to one more Pro Bowl in 2010. Mm-hmm. He played. He actually played five of those six years on that contract. So I think it ended up being a pretty decent deal for the Falcons. I think if if I recall correctly, Mahaley still lives in the Atlanta area. He's really taken to that area. But uh, uh, we loved him here in Baltimore, too. And that second half of the 2006 season, we'll never forget it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, Ken, appreciate you letting me go down memory lane here. Like I said, these were my formative years watching the Ravens uh, starting out in the year 2000. So uh, between this and and I guess playing Madden, uh, a lot of these names rang a bell and it was fun to like just kind of learn more about them in a capacity that I just didn't know back then because all I could do was watch TV. I didn't really have a computer or anything to look up uh, stats or be involved in that way because I was also still just in, in grade school. Yeah, lo- love the topic. Like, it just it's it's a it's an interesting group of players. None of none of whom you know I- individually are really remembered very much. Chester Taylor probably should be more than more than some of the others. Novi, but it's it's a it's a very interesting group of players, which tells you a lot about how the Ravens have managed uh, the finances really in the backfield to to a great degree. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to do it. Um, you know. You reached out to me saying, do you have an idea for 25 years? And I was like, the one thing I've been kicking around was Jamal Lewis's sidekicks. So uh, glad I got to put it together and have the conversation with you. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Other people out there, if you're looking at a 25 years episode, oh, let me ask this first. Where can people talk football with you? Let's make sure we get this in here. Yeah, sure. So you can find me at Ravens underscore recap on Twitter. I do the Ravens recap podcast. It's on uh, RavensRecap.com. You can find it in uh, Spotify and all the podcast players that you might use. Okay, fantastic. Uh, uh, if other folks out there who want to do a 25 years episode with me, just like Alec, this, this is exactly what we're looking for. A uh, narrow topic can be discussed in some depth in about 20 to 25 minutes. This is perfect. And uh, just what we're looking for. If you have this kind of a topic, you'd like to spend that kind of time with me. Love to have you. I'll get back to you real quickly. Just DM me on Twitter. They're all open. Uh, Alec, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, of course. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.